Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Sports Edition. We're going to talk about the science of the weird in this episode. But more on that in a moment. Let me first introduce my co host, Chuck Nice. Chuck, baby. Hey, what's up, Neil? Always good to have you, actor and comedian. We get to say actor now, along with comedian. You're you're acting and stuff. You know, you can tell us. You can get our permission. Acting like a comedian. That's what I say. Oh, yeah. That's what that is. Okay. Acting like a comedian. Next time, you need our permission, you know, if you're going to start acting. (laughs) (laughs) So, also, I got my co-host, Gary O'Reilly. Gary. Hey, Neil. Yeah, you're stateside, but you're you're fundamentally a Brit. You sound Brit. You talk Mm -hmm. Brit. You think yep. Brit. If it walks like and talks like, it must be. <laughs> but we've got you because of your professional experience as a as a footballer, a soccer player mm-hmm. in England. It's yeah. great to have you on the, you know, as co-host. As Those always. As always. So tell me about the sports of the weird, Gary. Because you know, I looked at the notes and said, I don't know what the hell Gary cooked up for this show. So take us in. I know. There's there's a lot in the recipe here, Neil. Um, hopefully it'll all come through. And, okay, in this episode, you'll hear me mention Queen Elizabeth II, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sir David Attenborough, who is royalty as well, the Wu-Tang Clan, Squid Games, and cheese. So you see, sports, it's a human thing. No other species on this planet invents a pastime and then organizes into a championship or a tournament. The ancient Greeks, well, they had the Olympics. And every village wait, 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 town wait, wait, around the world... Wait, wait, Gary, even humans don't have that list of objects and people and phenomena and then connect them in any way at all. You're telling me you're connecting those in this episode? Yes. Okay. And you'll see as we go along. Now, it's it's all about finding out the fastest and the strongest and, you know, who can throw the furthest, all of that sort of thing. But there are sports that didn't make it onto the Olympic playlist. So if I mention a couple, extreme ironing. Oh, right? that is... I love that. All right. Or mountain <laughs> unicycling. Right. My per- So this, this, Chuck, really, basically, what I'm saying is the Brits are mainly responsible for all of the silly, weird, and wonderful sports that are out there. And we are going to look with our best friend, Charles Liu, at the science that's going to be buried in there. So, uh, Charles Chuck Liu. Chuck Liu. Welcome back. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> Charles Liu. Oh, my gosh. Oh, geek, geek in chief. Hello. Deacon Chief, Charles. It's a great pleasure to be here as always. Thank you. Great to, to be see you back. Guys. Yes. This is like your 50th appearance on the show. Something uh, we, like that. Clearly, yeah. we can't do the show without you. So <laughs> so you're, you're our geek and chief friend hey. and colleague, uh, a professor of astronomy and physics at, at uh, the City University of New York, Staten Island. Yep. And Chuck, always good to have you. Oh, it's uh, such a pleasure Charles, to be here. Charles, always, always good to have you. Well, Charles Chuck, in this Charles. episode. It's all, yeah, that's right. I'm, in this episode, I'm Charles because the true Chuck, there is the one true Chuck when it comes to Star Talk. <laughs> and, and that would be Chuck that, Norris. That is Chuck Nice right there. <laughs> Great to see everybody. So, yeah, yeah. So, all good. And like I said, as, your, as our geek in chief, however geeky I think I am, you're geeky-er, so that's why we have you on here Aww. in the geek spectrum, which knows you, no bounds. You speak so kindly of me, sir. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so again, what's, what's, what's the first sport you got lined up here, Gary? All right, so I have to go straight for a British sport. Cheese rolling oh, God, on yes. Cooper's Hill in Gloucestershire. <laughs> Thought to date back 600 years and be rooted in pagan rituals. All right, um, so here are the numbers, so pay attention. Cooper's Hill is 200 yards long. It has a gradient of 50% and it's near vertical in places. The original wheel of cheese weighed between seven and nine pounds but it is now fake cheese made of foam for the safety of the spectators, which is a bit sad. The cheese has been clocked at 70 miles an hour, and the object of the race is to get to the bottom of the hill first and probably still be alive. Um, it has been dubbed the world's most dangerous foot race. Charles, take it away. Oh, my Wait, 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 wait just, just to be yeah, clear. Yeah, when you say the cheese is going 70 miles an hour, it's rolling 70 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Someone's taken a speed gun and clocked it. Yeah. It's a classic, it's a classic uh, freshman physics problem, Neil. Remember all those days? You roll a wheel of cheese without slipping down an incline of 50% at 200 yards. At the bottom, what is its velocity? Remember those things? Hmm? Right, right. But you had to know what the, what you had to know how much did the thing like to roll? Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> There's That's the, right. the 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 uh, which the moment of inertia, I guess they mm -hmm. called it. Yes. Yep. Right. The disk yeah. of the moment of inertia, and then you have to figure out how much of the kinetic energy goes in the rotation and how much of it goes in the translation down the hill. Uh, there's this magical thing uh, called rolling without slipping, which allows you to do, make some of these really cool calculations. If you start sliding, then better off. Uh, but we're assuming that these cheeses roll, right? They're, they're not just like slip sliding away down the hill. No, they're, they're bouncing, Charles, because... This is not a perfectly level. Uh -huh. I would say bounding. They're bounding, bounding. down the road. Okay. Okay. We'll take bounding. Right. Okay, it's uh, get along, little cheesies. Okay, we're moving along. Here's here's your take. <laughs> it's two hundred yards long, right? Mm -hmm. Which is six hundred feet at a fifty percent grade. Roughly, that means what's the square root of two? Right, point seven is the height. Is fifty percent grade or forty five degree angle? Correct. Is that that's right? What it is? Yeah. yeah okay. So square root of two out of the mm -hmm. so of six hundred feet, yeah. right? So that's come mm -hmm. some about four hundred feet or thereabouts. Now, uh, if you remember your physics from, uh, like I said, one half at squared, how long it takes to fall four hundred feet? Yeah. Uh, the answer yeah. is about four seconds. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the acceleration of gravity going straight down, uh, about four seconds. Uh, each second, you go 32 feet per second uh, faster than you did before, or about 22 miles an hour faster, which means that if you've just fell straight down from the top 200 yards all the way vertically, like off a cliff, you know, wily e. Coyote kind of falling, when you hit the bottom, you'd be going around 80 to 90 miles an hour. Okay. okay. But you're rolling. Okay. So some of it is going into your rolling, some of it is going away, and some of the times you're bounding, then you're not constrained by gravity at all. So 70 miles an hour actually makes sense. You could actually get to that speed. Now, a human being couldn't do that because we don't roll without slipping. When we roll, we slip badly. Mm, right? That's we how slide. we roll. <laughs> that is there you go. Uh, score one for Chuck. Good job. Man, that was um, a good one, Chuck. I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> so, I said, that's how I roll. I don't know how, how you roll. <laughs> Now, uh, a person running, right, Usain Bolt on a flat field will run 200 yards at a speed of about 20 to 25 miles per hour. And, That's and about so you, right, yeah. yeah, you get that gravity assist a little bit. Then it's a matter of trying to figure out whether you can plant your foot and rotate your speed fast enough, kind of like uh, the flash or, or you know, uh, or the, the roadrunner road or something, right? <laughs> yeah, meet, meet, you know, you have to make sure that your feet are synced with how fast you're falling. 
combined with how fast you can turn. So you could probably wait. Wait, wait, wait. Get, you said something very important there, Charles. What you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is, as you're running, you. I mean, this is so obvious that to say it, it's like, what? Is that what we actually do? What you're saying is, when I leap, I have to make sure that when I come in contact with the ground again, it's the bottom of my foot that's doing it Correct. and not my knee or my elbow or my, or my head. <laughs> or my right. chin. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so okay, they're in, that's why you have the ambulances waiting at the bottom of the hill for this one, right, Jerry? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the answer is, you know, you have to time your motion of your feet to compensate not just for your regular running, but when you're falling, and then you've got to know where your foot's going to land. And so that's another physics problem. Fortunately, human beings are great at physics, not necessarily great at writing down answers on a, on a piece of paper, but great at sort of calculating where our foot needs to be at any given time to reach the ground just as we are reaching the ground. You mean and physiologically, we're good at that calculation that's without right. even our, knowing our, we're doing the calculation. Our brains just do it for us. And uh, it's the translation onto you know, your calculations with an equation or a piece of paper or a laptop. Or that's, that's, that's why challenge. babies look like they're drunk when they're walking. Right. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, you mean babies aren't just... Wait, babies aren't actually drunk when they're rolling? <laughs> if you actually watch people chasing a wheel of cheese down Cooper's Hill, they are not smoothly running. Right. They are flipping, slipping, sliding, banging into each other and things. Because it's it, this is a natural hill, so it's got all sorts of divots and bumps and lumps in right. it. So uh, yeah. it's just hilarious to watch. Is the idea that your wheel of cheese gets to the bottom first and then you also have to be the first human at the bottom of the hill? Yeah, that's it. It's a complicated set of rules. They throw the cheese over the edge first, and then a second later, everybody chases it. And whoever gets to the bottom first goes home with a big... Cheese. Yeah, you get to go cheese, home yes. with the cheese you came with. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, if somebody else's There's cheese There's only one wheel wins, of cheese. Yeah. And you get what? to the bottom, do you take home their mm -hmm. cheese wheel? Oh, there you go. No, no, there's only the one. That if they have a race, there's only one wheel oh. of cheese at a time. You don't bring your own. Okay, so right. it's just one giant. It's a poor country. They can only hold one so wheel of cheese. It's not wheels of cheese racing mm -hmm. against each mm -hmm. other. No. Because you could, you could, if you know physics, you could fix that one. Make make your wheel come in first every time. How, oh, yeah. Charles? What would you do to your wheel if you? <laughs> oh well, you you want it to have the most amount of its kinetic energy going down the hill and the least amount of it spinning, right? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which would mean, wouldn't you want to like squish the cheese to a, more like a bowling ball rather than a wheel? Into the middle, like, right, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Bowling ball filled with cheese. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's, Wait. yeah. <laughs> what what yeah? What's the moment of inertia of a sphere again? It's, it's, it's smaller two, I think it's than two the fifths rim. mr squared. Two yeah, fifths. Yeah, okay, yeah. two fifths. If I remember of correctly, the, the rim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so the so more. Let, let me give you my equation. Here's what you do with the cheese. Uh oh, Chuck's got you an equation. Eat it. <laughs> you eat Just it. Just eat it. That's Just it. eat it. Yeah. Screw this game, guys. I'm hungry. Uh, okay, but, <laughs> but the cheese is like seventy pounds, dude. Okay. There's oh, okay. plenty for all. Okay, so it's not. So it's not a race. Uh, Gary, can you eat a yeah. wheel of cheese after you roll it down a hill? Um, is it still edible? Yes. Is my point. Okay, yes. well in that case, it's you got to wrap it really careful. Oh yeah, they do. They 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 put a wooden sort of case. I was wondering, it's it probably not brie. Protect it because brie. <laughs> no, it's a that would be a mess. Now you mentioned it, uh, it, it will be double Gloucester. 
which is a harder oh, good. cheese, Double and therefore. Yeah. Not likely to end up. Wait, is this just what we everywhere. would call cheddar, and you'll call it double Gloucester? No, double. No, no, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> cheese is up. Cheddar, double Gloucester, red Leicestershire. It's all. It's but all. It, sound, it sounds like cheese. firm cheese. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it I had is. it wrong. We're not racing cheese wheels. You're racing people down the hill, and then following a cheese. And, and it's not a straight line, and it's not a thing. And 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 Chuck, getting back to your Usain Bolt reference. Usain yeah. Bolt might not win that race because no. it's not a straight path. Correct. It's like a cross-country run, but at a breakneck pace and where you can possibly actually break your neck. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. I tell you. Uh, when you explain it that way, I want to watch this sport. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. So, and this has been going on for how long? About 600 oh, years. Wow. Oh, yeah. Now, if they use the same wheel of cheese, that's one hard cheese has lasted for 600 years. That's like not uh, double Gloucester. Right. That's like uh, quintuple Gloucester by then, right? No, that's, that's not going to be happening. De definitely <laughs> evidence cheese. that there was no cable television <laughs> back then. <laughs> no HBO for yeah. sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. So, Gary, what's, what next sport, what next crazy-ass sport you have from your home country? Okay. We're moving out of Britain, but not too far. We're going to okay. Norway. Um there is such a thing as the World Belly Flop Championships. All right. Okay, wait, wait, okay. I don't right. have time. Wait, we have to put that in the next segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't even start that until we have a fresh segment to put that in. This is Star Talk Sports okay. Edition, weird sports from throughout the world. Uh, brought to you by Gary. I got nothing to do with this one. <laughs> oh, it's all me. <laughs> this is all Gary. All right, we'll be back in a moment. We're back, Star Talk Sports Edition. Uh, Gary O'Reilly has called from throughout the world, specifically his part of the world, <laughs> crazy ass sports. Yep. That, uh, at, at, at Gary, I think you, you made this episode take place so that one day we will look at curling and say, hey, that's a good sport. <laughs> I think you're trying <laughs> yeah. to reset, or you're trying to recalibrate how any of us have uh, ever looked like at that. the sport curling. We got a geek in chief, Charles Liu, uh, who's always yes. good to to take us to places we 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 didn't even think of going, and oh, of course Chuck Knight. So keep it. it so keep it going, Gary. All right. So the World Championships of belly flopping is a thing, but it's really taken on uh, a massive interest in Norway, where it's known as dodzing, which translates apparently into death diving. Right now, now, now this sounds weird. It was invented in. 1972 by Erling Bruno Hovden. You start on a 10 to 14 meter diving But just tower, to be clear, 1972 was before lead was banned in drinking water. <laughs> and, ah. and in household paint. Just that, that's one right. year before the laws went into effect, at least in the United States, of banning lead and leaded gas. But go on. Could be anecdotal, but could be a connection. I'm just saying. Put it out there. <laughs> just saying. So you're diving off of a tower into a swimming pool at 32 to 45, 46 feet high. There's classic belly flop, arms out, stretched, legs out, stretched. You just hit the surface of the water. Then there's freestyle, where in midair you have stunts, and then just as they're about to impact, you just curl up in a ball and cannonball okay, through Okay, so it's not a belly so, flop, um, that's a cannonball. That's a cannonball. No, but the, there's classic belly flop. Okay. 
So there's two different events. You can enter the classic or go oh, for the so freestyle. Oh, oh, so oh freestyle. okay. So the freestyle is it? It's not how much splash you don't make. It's how much splash you do make. And it's no, it's in the, the mid-air stunts. You have to perform a mid-air stunt and hold it for as long as you possibly Got it. can. Okay. So I mean, this this uh, a dodds is 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 the dive. There is an international dodds federation. Although the, the delightful people of the Norwegian Swimming Federation do not recognize it. Um, this, this, the World Championships will attract something like 3,000 paying spectators. So um, it's, it's quite a thing. If you see it, it's really, I mean, I suppose Norwegians are famous for ski jumping. So this is basically how to ski jump. So Norwegians have and some of the snow. highest per capita income in the world. Well, there you have mm -hmm. it. So is that it, Chuck? Is it because survival is not a thing they got to worry about? So they have to right. introduce ways they might die just to yeah. bring excitement to their life. So, Charles, yes. if if I take a running jump as say like a man of what, 170 pounds or something like that okay. off a tower, some 30, 40 feet high, okay. what sort of force am I going to hit the surface of the water? <sighs> That's a good question, but you have to be a little bit careful about this because it's not so much the force that matters, right? The amount mm -hmm. of force you're experiencing from gravity uh, is a constant amount, right? Your mass times the acceleration of gravity, 9.8 meters per second. Rather, it's the momentum you have when you reach the water and how much time it takes for you to slow down. Mm. Right? There it is. And then that leaves you with the thing called impulse. So the amount of force you experience is if you have a whole bunch of momentum and you're falling, and in a very short time or a very long time, you you reduce that momentum to zero. Right. So if you that's why, for example, when you're on the side of the road, you have these crash pads or, or near the toll booths mm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The slower, the lo longer it takes for you to stop, the less force you will experience at any given time. So it's, it's so that's why that's why high speed. jumpers have big pillows on the other side of exactly. their exactly. Yeah. You want to slow down their fall, not so much to sort of stop it. So so it's not just the amount of force, which would be the mass of the individual. Uh, well, one seventy pounds is what about uh, eighty kilograms or so. Well, I got to say this just so that like Chuck that. doesn't have to say it. So there'd be another Olympics where you have the pole vault and they land on cement. That's a different sport. <laughs> it's ah. Very f Did the Norwegians invent that too? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are tough people. I, mean, the, I, I thought the ski jump was already bad enough. I don't know if they invented them, but, but imagine going down a hill in your skis through the air, like 300 feet, and then landing. Right, That's right. really amazing. Mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. guys are very impressive. So, yeah, you, bottom line is, uh, if you're belly flopping, right, you are hitting not only... Uh, quickly, you're stopping really fast, but you also have a large surface area on which that you're hitting. So every single spot on your skin gets smacked. Uh, those good divers, well, I don't want to say good, those uh, professional divers or Olympic divers, they're always trying to be as vertical as possible. Right. As right? little splashes. So, right, that's right. right. So that when you hit, you have the smallest surface area sliced through and you don't actually feel a lot of pain. Then you let the water stop you. And, 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 and the underwater cameras, they go down 10 feet or something. That's right. So yeah, over right. that 10 feet, they're slowing down. Right. That's right. So now, 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 at what point does the water itself uh, offer enough resistance to just 
break you in half or like bust your bones up or I mean there's got to be a point where that Mm. water becomes as hard as cement well the Golden Gate Bridge people don't survive jumping off that bridge right right it it's a it's a um, surface effect as it turns out basically Um, but the way materials work because you're going from an air uh, low density into high density even if that uh, water is liquid when you hit, you can have a substantially strong amount of impulse that gets hit to you at, at that time. And and exactly, when you're jumping from a high distance into water, if you hit uh, even from your platform there at 30, or, uh, 30 feet or 40 feet, Gary, uh, you mm-hmm. can break bones, you can uh, snap joints if you're not careful. So those belly floppers aren't just playing around. They're probably being very, very careful that they hit with the soft part of their torsos so they don't actually hit with their head and their chin going up against their uh, the rest of their body and thus snapping something like a spine. I mean, the record, the record is over 100 That's feet. Crazy. Wow. Wait, for the record for someone deaths. who lived? <laughs> right. Yeah, but I'm guessing. That's I mean, not the classic is, belly flop, right? There's, oh, I hope I, I'm not. sure that's the curling into hope, a. I hope so. Yeah, the curling <laughs> yeah. into a cannonball at the last moment. You could probably mm. hit with your, you know, buttocks or something like that. Right. And you're much less likely to break something that's irreparable. Right. Uh, but, but, but you can't sit down for at least a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so it is interesting. So in the cannonball, if you hit butt first, um, so Charles is a. Is is a fat butt or a narrow butt better for a cannonball land? Ooh, well that oh well there are two actors at work there, right? Because when you're talking about <laughs> I mean the left butt cheek and the right butt cheek. <laughs> the left and the right. Yeah. That's exactly okay. if you're hitting, trying to minimize your your cross-sectional area hitting the water, then you want that narrow tuchus, right? On the other hand, the tuchus has substantial padding. And that will slow down your uh, time of, of deceleration, right? The amount of time it takes for you to re- reduce your speed, just like a bumper on a car would. So you may want more bumper to slow you down, and thus you may not want to hit directly as tail on as possible, but just a little bit off to the side so you get that nice fatty cushion. I don't well, does, know. Doesn't that dissipate the energy better? Yeah, that, I'd have to do the calculations. That, I think that would be a mm. lot of fun to do. Okay, mm. so, but, so, so Gary... This is now fifty a yes. fifty year old sport. Is it? Does it make money? Is it? <laughs> if there's three thousand spectators turning up for the world championships, I'm guessing they make money because there'll be all the sort of merchandising. There'll be also and it, it appears on TV. Mm. So it, they're, they're selling the TV rights. They're selling out spectators in stadiums in Norway. So um, yeah, the world champions belly flopping. It's on. Wow. <laughs> it's it's guess, out there making money. No, Norway television <laughs> must really suck. If this is, <laughs> if that's a if that's a primetime special. If, right. If this is a primetime sport. <laughs> okay, Chuck, let, let's just let's just get this fair. It the the winters in northern Norway are long and dark. Oh. And in the summers, the sun up, up in places like Narvik, the sun will not set during summer. So there's a lot of difference. But so the summer's the opposite of the winters. We, the, the days are long mm-hmm. and it never oh, yeah. gets dark. Yeah, because wow. I think in the winter, the nights are long and it never gets light. Right. So that all switches out. That's about right. it. So, Charles, any calculation, yes. fast calculation in your head about whether a 300 pound fat person relative to a 130 pound skinny person would do better in this kind of event. 
Oh, gee, calculate real quick. Because we think, you know, with a lot of fat, that's yep. you, it's yep. it protects your inner organs, right? On a yep. fall. Here's the if in the classic, in the classic where you're actually landing on your belly, you do want more subcutaneous belly stuff to slow you down. In the classic belly flop, as long as you have good technique and you're landing on your belly properly, right, without like bending your spine too much that you wind up snapping it or something, then you probably want to be a larger and have more fat. So that would now, take the energy of contact and dissipate it into your fat without breaking your ribs, for example. That's right. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what you would want. On the other hand, if you were that cannonball thing, you do your tricks in the air and then you curl into a ball and drop in, I think being thin would be better because then your profile going in will be smaller. Right, and if you're, if you're heavy going in into the cannonball, it'd be like in, in, in all of the, the water parks with the with mm -hmm. the fish show with the you know the, the porpoise shows there's a splash zone. <laughs> yes, that's First right. Ten rows. That's right. Watch out. Yeah, yeah. You you would you would wind up uh, producing quite a splash. Right. No question about it. So Gary, anything else you want to add to this before we go on to the next sport? Uh, no. no, I think we've. <laughs> we've <covered. laughs> allow me to say. Allow me to just a shout out to the Norwegians. Okay, at this moment, the Norwegians. They have this fascinating sport, which is still intriguing to all of us on this panel. But they also have the world record for the 400-meter hurdle. And they have the highest-ranking chess player there ever was. And this, this is a country of how many people? Eight. Eight, eight people? Eight people? That right. Yeah, that right. Eight people. <laughs> right. You know, no more people. A few million. Uh, and it, like somewhere between five, like a five million yeah, people, so maybe? No, no, as many yeah. as in a, a metropolitan area of a, of a city in America. So that's, you know, so they, they're doing something right. Oh, you, got, yeah. you know, yeah. give them their belly flop mm -hmm. if the rest of this is going down the way it is. Yeah. Hooray for Norway, I say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Alrighty. so uh, Gary, what, what sport is up next? Face slapping. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. All right. Yeah, there it is again. Okay. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back and talk about face slapping as a sport. Face slapping as a sport on Star Talk Sports Edition when we return. We're back, Star Talk Sports Edition. Odd, unusual sports, all of which Gary invented. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With my Norwegian yeah, chunks. Yeah, just yeah. We, yeah, we talked about cheese rolling. We talked about belly flopping. Belly flopping. And what's the next topic here, Gary? Face slapping. Mm. And I do not have an origin as national identity for this thing. Um, it's been featured in Squid Games, the Netflix oh. show. Oh, get out. Um, oh. Yeah. So here we go. They love it in Russia. Oh. There's one of their slap kings, that's the official term, is Vasily Chemostiskaya, or affectionately known as Dumpling, who weighs in at 370 pounds. Oh it's open to both men and women, but they don't hit, you know, you, you say, you know, it's, it's women gender slap specific. women, men mm -hmm. slap women. Um, the rules are simple. You get five slaps each. That's if you get that far. And if you evade a slap, you get a foul, two fouls, and you're out. You can only use the upper part of your palm and cannot touch the jaw, temple, or ear. What's left on the face to slap? 
The cheek, the cheek, right here. Yeah. yeah. But the cheek is the cheek. connected to the jaw. But you don't hit the jaw. You can only hit the cheek. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense because you don't want to break the jaw. But Charles, you, you sound like you help write the rules. How, you, I, I thought you were as new to this as the rest of us on this on this call. All right. Well. All right. Go on. Go on. Go on, Gary. What else? So we've got someone who's three hundred and seventy pounds. His arms are probably like my legs, <laughs> and he's going to slap me in the face, and I'm standing there and letting him do it. Ow. Wait. wait so, so what determines <laughs> so who wins? Oh, if you just say I've had enough. <laughs> You you have to stand your ground and be slapped. But wait, you only and get then five. it's your go. You only get five shots, didn't you just say? So yeah. anyone so, can handle five shots. Oh, not, not with know. not with someone who has meat hands coming at you, three hundred seventy <laughs> pounds. Because you've got le- you've got a straight arm lever, you've got a gigantic hand that's coming at you. At, I can't imagine what sort of speed. But I don't like the See, idea. Here's of that how at this all. Uh, game works for me. I get to go first. And then I quit. <laughs> I go first, and then I, I forfeit. I, I lose. That's I it. lose. All right, I lose. Oh, I'm <laughs> so broken. Well, up. you know, there's going to be someone who is so determined not to quit, they'll stick it out. Unless they these get are these out. are crazy people, right? These are people who like this is. And what country? The, what what country leads this? I don't think there is a leader, although it is popular in Russia. Man. Wait, wait, wait. So, so is this a spectator sport, Gary? <sighs> yes. They have championships. And uh, although the prize money isn't ex- enormous, you get to walk out there with about $1,000 or something like that, and they'll have championships based around places. And obviously, there's weight categories, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, the 370-pound giant pitching up against the... Right, you don't want anybody weekly. slapped into Ooh. orbit. <laughs> that's, that's exactly are, are it. Yeah. You, are you allowed to enter other people? <laughs> as, as attackers or as targets? Well, yeah, as targets. Right. Yeah, like. Well, you know. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Gary. Um, a thousand bucks or so can certainly buy you a lot of ice packs. Right? <laughs> so it's probably just exactly probably the right enough. amount of ice packs. That's right. That's right. But mm. I would not necessarily discount a thin person or a lightweight person doing poorly compared to a heavyweight person in this kind of competition. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. It's arm it. speed, Where, right? The arm speed is what matters more than anything else. That's the kinetic it. energy is one half mv squared, right? V, mm-hmm. the velocity, it increases much faster than the mask, which is only increases linear. Right, so right. if you can be really fast, then you're good. Not to mention, let's say if you are thin, you might be more limber in your joints. And thus, when you get struck, you might be able to uh, absorb it a little bit better by allowing your face to and distort your, and your joints to, yeah, to, to change. It's increasing the amount of time your body has to absorb, absorb. the force wow. and therefore uh, experience less force. As, as we talked about earlier. Dissipated. And just to emphasize That's- a point Charles made, the most lethal bullets fired out of a rifle are not the fattest, heaviest bullets. They're very small. The, the, you know, the M16 rifle, high velocity, mu- high muzzle velocity, is it like a, is a 22 caliber somewhere around there? Yes, 0.223. Yeah, so basically a 22 caliber bullet. So they, they said, let's give up some mass, but put it all in the velocity. And that's what that's makes right. it so lethal. So very good point, Charles. So Charles, um, what if you have less nerve endings in your cheek? I mean, yeah. I, 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 how many nerve endings in a human cheek? Answer, answer please. Oh. 
um, millions. It's, uh, yeah. But uh, yes, you, if you were somehow uh, genetically uh, predisposed that you had fewer uh, cheek nerve cells, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. then you might tolerate the pain a little bit more, mm. right? Yeah. But I'm thinking more along the lines of the damage that it would do to your face, right? How much, uh, how many blood vessels would break? The millions of capillaries mm. that are in your mm-hmm. cheek muscles, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. And so in that sense, you can imagine a, a very um, not heavyweight person, but with a lot of cheek fat. Right. Um, and that that would make you a very strong candidate in this kind of contest. So the similar thing to the belly flopping, so the, the dissipation of energy through through the cheek. Right. All right, all right, Gary, you got one more sport, I think. Is that right? Uh, yeah, let's let's do another uh, one of the finest sports ever created by the Brits. Shin kicking. Oh. Oh. Shin kicking. From slapping the kicking. Oh, yeah. man. Why do these sports so this, have to be so violent? What gets you ready for soccer? Because they're kicking each other. Yeah. Why, can't <laughs> like, nah. Why can't you just do um, something like carry your wife or something? Wouldn't that be a better sport? There is that. There is that. The Finns, the Finns oh. do that. There is a wife what? carrying uh, competition. <laughs> what? Really? And it's, uh, yeah, it's over an obstacle course. And they. Is this so before they're, they're married the wife, or after they're married in preparation for the threshold? For the wedding night. <laughs> you don't actually have to carry your own wife or have a wife. You have to have a young woman or a woman over the age of 17 who you carry over, I think there's two dry I would just assume hurdles, they would be marrying a, over a that age hurdle. anyway and that right. wouldn't have to be a rule in the sport. But go on. That's a rule. The, the rule is in wife carrying, the, the, the woman must be over 17 wow. years of age. And you you throw her over your shoulders, kind of there's different there's Like different a sack styles. of potatoes, okay. There's, <laughs> well, no, I'm not referring to young ladies as a sack of potatoes. There's well, like the a mink stole. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, then there's the the fireman's carry. Then there's a thing called Estonia style. What's that? Oh. Okay, so basically the, the woman is over your shoulders and her legs come over over the front of okay. you and you hold on to those. And that, I suppose, Charles, is... It's kind of like a counterbalance, a yes, lever. Yes, that's right. And wait, allows wait, you that to then run. That's just a piggyback ride you give no, your no, kids. No, no, it's the reverse piggyback. Oh, no, the woman's upside down. Okay, I thought this was a family show. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you up? what you just described. <laughs> <laughs> Shut Come on, I didn't invent the sport. Get- I was going to go for the, shin kicking. Yeah. Charles wanted to do white right. <laughs> These are sports at all. So how did this begin? The wife carrying thing. Um, oh no, no, no! Just, just go to the shin kicking. Go ahead. All right. So shin kicking is another British thing. In, it's in the same part of the world as the cheese rolling. So obviously, they definitely don't have cable TV. <laughs> um, it goes back about four hundred years to a thing called the Cotswold Olympics, and that's Olympics spelt with a K. Um, you, it, it, it should be on the surface the stupidest sport anyone could ever, ever have invented. But there's something going on with it. Um, it takes place in the beautiful area of the Cotswolds. Uh, they have banned wait, wait, steel is that toe a, caps. A person, place, or thing? The Cotswolds. It's a place. The Cotswold. It's an area of uh, of Britain, okay. just to the Thank southwest. For, forgive my it's, American it's geographic ignorance. Pretty. I did have to. I think there's a cheese named Cotswold, isn't there? Yes, there probably will be. <laughs> um, it it does have a deeper meaning, and it's strange. But if I explain it, maybe then you'll have a better understanding. Shin kicking is absurd, right? But not without this meaning. It's about standing your ground. It's about stubbornly resisting the assaults 
that come your way and giving back as good as you get. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. It's, so, so it's about revenge. It's okay. a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. There's rules. So wait a minute. You can there just, are rules. You stand there, stand your ground. You mm-hmm. kick somebody mm-hmm. in the shins. Yeah. And then how much time do you get, how, do they get to recover? Because I've never been kicked in the shins. I've never bumped my shin on a coffee table. I've never even scraped my shin without Ooh. immediately pulling it up to my chest and writhing in pain. Or So how much time do you get to recover? It's, a, it's an ongoing bout. So each, here we go, this is the quaint British tradition. Each person has to wear, there's two people in a ring to begin with, right? A circular ring. And there's a judge outside. And they have both have to wear white coats. They have to hold on to the collar of each of their opponent. Oh. And if they get them on the ground, they win. And there are three, count them, one, two, three, rounds. And you can only kick between the knee and the foot. Okay. So it's like wrestling with kicking. You're you're yes. you're holding the person like the I forget the hold that you when you see those guys wrestling, they start off with their hand on the neck. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. and then you get to kick the guy, and if if somebody goes down, that's then they win. Yeah, you you ground your opponent, you get a point, and uh, you get as many whoever gets the most okay. points after three rounds wins. Or if someone says, you know what, I've had enough, my shins really hurt now, I'm going home. <laughs> it still sounds like Gary that people they need more streaming TV services. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a lot of bored people, and. Uh, the twisted mind that came up with this, I, I don't quite know, but it's a thing, shin kicking. I hope they're allowed to wear shin guards. That'd be okay. Do you know what they do? They, okay, so they wear trousers. Okay. And they stuff hay down the legs of their trousers ah. to give them some protection. Well, but really- So it's not the least bit uncomfortable either. Okay, <laughs> the, tri- the tried <laughs> and true <laughs> tradition of stuffing your pants. Yes, I no, understand. I, see, I would, I would have stuffed a that. metal plate down my pants. That's what I would have done. This is 400 years old. The access of ready-made metal shin guards wasn't really yeah, there. That, that, Straw that blacksmith would have been my friend. I'm with Neil on this one. Oh, yeah. Head right. on top, metal, metal against the skin. There are so many more uh, weird sports. There's a sport called goanna pulling. Okay. It's uh, the, the Aussies came up with that. Um, okay. Look, Aussie, you mean Aussies, like long- Australians, not the Aussies like Aussie and Harriet. Right. right. Okay. No, the Australians, the down unders. Mm. Um, then you've got chess boxing. Okay. Which, <laughs> which has become, yes, you heard me, no T in there, Chuck, chess boxing. <laughs> so you have a round of chess. You, they play blitz chess, right? So you have a round of chess, and then they go and have a three minute boxing <laughs> round. Come back, round of chess, three minutes, and they alternate. So you win by checkmate or knockout. What? It really, you have to have, uh, I think it's called an ELO, isn't it? The chess sort of gradient system. You have to have 1,600 and above. It's pretty good. As a chess. And have been at least, have 50 amateur bouts as a boxer to compete professionally. So this guarantees that you will lose your cognitive ability. Exactly. <laughs> so this, this, there'd be good data there. Find out what happens to your chest rating every time you get knocked out. And then this is, this is important concussion uh, data. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, the, uh, science has taken an interest in chess boxing because it's 
the ability to flip-flop out of a physical, strenuous demand like a, a, a round of boxing and then sit down and be calm, an cerebral, and focused. Game. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know any real-life situations where you might have to do that. <laughs> I think it's 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 how the brain hey man. Oh, works and, oh, and, co- guy, and copes with stress and moving, the hell moving out in and me. out. But right now, I got to do some calculus. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened to me all the time in high school, Chuck. I don't know what's wrong. Oh, nice. Well played, sir. Well played. Says the geek in chief. <laughs> yes. So, guys, we got to land ways. that plane. So... Oh. Uh, Gary, there's probably a longer list than we were even able to get to today. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, the, okay, Conkers. Well, I mean, we're, we're out of time, the, Gary. <laughs> no, no, look, I've got to drop some names oh, here. Just in case Conkers, the ones we've already discussed favorite, are not weird enough. Okay, go. A favorite of Queen Elizabeth II and Sir David Attenborough. So I got those two names in. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big fan of face slapping. Mm. Well, mm. okay. And the Wu-Tang Clan have a song about chess boxing. What? Nice. There you go. All connected. Well, by the way, we've had the Jizza on Star Talk. That was many years ago in our mm-hmm. early seasons. So uh, we get around on this on this show. Awesome. So wait, well, wait so what's the favorite Eskimo sport of in. Queen Elizabeth? She was a big fan of conkers, which is a uh, horse chestnut. You know those you, things you in, the, in the autumn that a, fall off on a string, and you you drill a hole, you put a string through, and then you try and smash your opponent's conker with it. Conkers. What's a conker? Another British sport. It's What's a, a conker? It's a horse chestnut. No, oh, yes. what do you mean? You won't have to smash their conkers with your conkers? Yes. Oh. Mm, interesting. Again. You had me at horse, <laughs> you <laughs> me at horse chestnut. <laughs> so I would have more fun swinging cantaloupes at one another and having them smash. That's the Gallagher well, version. <laughs> Good one. Now explain to everyone who, who Gallagher is. <laughs> He, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you got to look up Gallagher. Yeah, you no look explaining him. him. Look yeah, him up. If you don't know what who Gallagher is, kids, just go to go to go to YouTube. Yeah, look up any Gallagher clip. It'll see any exactly Gallagher what you got to see. see it. My right. favorite line from Gallagher, and then we got to call it quits. He was the one that came up with, which was later than repeated by other comedians. I think he said, "If pro is the opposite of con." Then progress is the opposite of Congress. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and God, that saying just keeps getting better with that. Came year. out of him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, guys, uh, Gary, we got to do this again because apparently we did not exhaust your yes, list. We have. Uh, this has been no, Star Talk, the weird sports edition, and uh, uh, Charles, always good to have you, man. Pleasure. All right, guys, uh, that's has been Star Talk Sports Edition. Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Keep looking up. 